Amen. Blessings and glory. Wisdom, thanksgiving. Hell no, no. Power and might belong to the Lord forever and ever. Amen. 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 Blessings and glory. Wisdom. Given and power of might belong to the Lord forever, never. Amen. He's alive. Amen. He's alive, Jesus is alive, forever is alive, amen, Jesus you are alive, amen, you are alive, Jesus you are alive, forever you are alive. Amen. Orebi Jesu Kosila Yeji. Jesu Nicolore Utito. Oreha Yeji Leconi. Alleluia. Jujubo Jesu Kojek Bagbe Mi Orebi Jesu Muniko Sila Yeji Jesu Nikoni Ore O Tito Jack Bagby, oh, ah, ah, 
exalt you this day Lord we exalt your name for whom you are we lift you high above all names we declare you as our whole in whole Jesus we know you are a friend indeed you will never forsake us you will never leave us you will never forget us we also know that all powers belong to you. No power belong to anyone. All powers belong to Jesus. He owns all. All powers belong to you. Lord, we ask of you today. Demonstrate your power in our midst. Demonstrate your power, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Move like never before. Touch the heart of men. Touch their hearts. Do a new thing in, the, in their lives again that will make them to know the more, to know and so strongly that Jesus has all the power. In the name of Jesus, so shall it be. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Friends, I've come to declare to you once again today that all powers belong to Jesus. All powers have been given to Jesus. All powers have been given to Jesus in heaven and on earth. He has all in all. He has all the power. I do not know whether you have been doubting all this why. I don't know whether you are falling among the categories of people that thought that they had no power from Jesus. Or they brother were falling in the category in which you think that the Jesus has no power, or no, they don't have other power. I've come to tell you, to declare to you once again, Jesus has all parts. All the power belongs to him. Nobody can share the power of Jesus. It belongs to him. If you want the want power, rely on Jesus. You cannot take the power and say you are not part of him. He takes you to be part of him for you to share his power. I want you to see it clearly today in Matthew chapter 28. The Bible talked about Jesus Christ. How Jesus was risen. Jesus died and in three after three days he resurrected. When Jesus died for me and you, the Bible says 
the the uh, the priests, the chief priests, they went to meet Pilate, the king. They said, "This man, they even called him deceiver." And I wonder who is the deceiver among between two of them. Is it the is it the, the, the chief priest or Jesus? My Jesus is ever faithful. There is no deceit in him at all. He will never lie. He is not a man that will lie, neither the son of man that will repent of his word. Jesus is ever faithful. They were saying that deceiver, I remember, they said that we remember that that deceiver said, after three days, he will resurrect. They asked and requested for, for to, 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 from the pilot, send the, a watch, send people to guard to wear it to his tomb. Let the guard go and monitor the tomb of Jesus so that at night the disciple will not come to come and carry him and, and say of a truth Jesus resurrected. Pilate gave them permission and they went ahead to the tomb. They kept a watch over Jesus. But I want to tell you, the tomb can never hold Jesus captive. Situations cannot hold Jesus captive. Death cannot hold Jesus captive. They were there keeping a watch over Jesus in order for his body not to be taken away. And they went ahead there. The Bible says that then the time came for Jesus to manifest the power, his power there. There was a great earthquake. The Bible says the angel descended, the angel of the Lord descended from heaven, came and rolled back the stone from the door, and he sat upon it. The power belonged to Jesus. Situations and circumstances cannot hinder him. I do not know where you, what you are going through this period, and it seems as, it seems as if there was a limitation before you. I have a good news for you today. All paths belong to God. Limitation cannot withhold Jesus. Limitations cannot hold Jesus captive. What you need to know is to embrace him. Embrace the one that the tongue can never hold captive. Embrace Jesus, the one that, is, that, that death cannot hold captive. The Bible says that, the angel rolled away the stone. He sat on it. The Bible says the fear gripped all the keepers of the tomb and they were shaken. The Bible said they became dead men. That was the power in the name of Jesus. I do not know whoever that is monitoring your progress. I do not know whoever that is monitoring your lifting. I do not know whoever that is monitoring how you will move forward. I have a goodness for you today. In the name of Jesus, fear will come upon them. They will become as, a, as dead men. They will know that powers belong to Jesus in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to say, could let us learn one, one thing for me. When the fear took over the lives of the keepers of the tongue. 
angels of the Lord, we did not have any goodness for them because they are enemies of Jesus. But when it comes to women, when it comes to Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, the angel came to them and said, Fear not, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. The angel of the law recognized those that seek Jesus faithfully and those that are his enemies. Are you seeking Jesus faithfully? Are you sure you are seeking him faithfully? If you are seeking Jesus faithfully, the Lord is telling you today, fear not. No matter what you are going through, fear not. In as much as you are seeking Jesus faithfully, fear not. But when it came to the keeper of the tomb, yeah, the fear was on them and the angel of the Lord had no good news for them. Friends, if you are an enemy of Jesus, it is so dangerous. If you are there, you are an enemy of Jesus. This is another privilege and grace God is giving unto you today to repent. Because in as much as you decide to be an enemy of Jesus, you will never have peace. In as much as you decide to be an enemy to Jesus, peace is far away from you. I am not cursing you. We can see it through Matthew chapter 28, verse 4. The Bible said the fear of Jesus. The fear, and for the fear of Jesus, the keepers did shake and they became as dead men. The fear of Jesus. So if you are an enemy of Jesus, there's one thing that is assured for you. And that is fear. Until when you come to Jesus and you be, become his friends. The Bible says that the women, the angel of the Lord consoled the women there and said, Fear ye not, for I know that ye seek Jesus which was crucified. He is not here for his reason. And he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay. Jesus is not in the tomb. Jesus will never be in the tomb. The Jesus we are talking about, our Jesus is risen. Where you are looking for Jesus is not in the tomb. So when you are seeking Jesus, look for the right place to seek him. The Jesus we are seeking is no more on the cross. The Jesus we are looking up to is no more in the tomb. He's risen. He's risen. Jesus is risen and is risen forever. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Matthew 28, verse 7. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he's risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you in the Galilee, into, into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. They departed from, from there and with, with fear and great, great joy. And did run to bring the disciples word. As they, as, they, as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, all hail and they came and held by the held him by the feet and worshipped him there's joy in loving jesus when you love him with the whole of your heart you can never go, get lost in even at the crossroad of your life when you look at where to take and you, you cannot find it jesus will show up you cannot seek jesus faithfully and get stranded these people, the disciples, they were running to meet Jesus. Jesus himself went to meet them. I am risen. 
and they held his feet the bible says they worshiped him and jesus himself said be not afraid don't be afraid go don't don't be afraid going to galilee there they shall shall they see me all of them ran to the galilee like the way it is now tomorrow jesus is risen is the easter sun easter sunday everybody will go to church to go and meet jesus even in their own galilee I want to tell you today, as you are going tomorrow to your respective place of worship tomorrow, do not go with an empty desire. Go with a desire that I want to go and meet Jesus. I am going to seek Jesus faithfully. And I tell you, you shall see Jesus. He will show himself strong in your life. In the name of Jesus. To recap this today, in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 and jesus came and spake to them saying all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth all power is given unto me in heaven and in, and in earth friends no power anywhere except in jesus every power belongs to him do not seek for other powers if you're there you have been seeking for powers in any form different from jesus Come back to Jesus. All powers belong to him. He owns all. He owns all. All power belongs to Jesus. Surrender your life to Jesus today. Surrender your life. He is real. He is very real. He is very real. Jesus is real. He is the same. He is alive. He is risen. He is the only king, which is even the king of all kings. Give him praise and come back to Jesus. And he will embrace you. I do not know the extent you have gone in, in, in this world that you feel that you cannot turn back. Jesus is calling you, come back to him. Nobody can torment you. Maybe you have put soil in your hands with sin and they are tormenting you that if you go to Jesus, you will talk. Maybe some, one thing or the other will happen to you. I have a good news for you. Nothing will happen to you. Come back to him. Surrender whole and embrace Jesus. And you will see his power being manifested in your life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, faithful Father. We give all the praise to you, Jesus, today. As many that are surrendering their lives to you, to come to you with the whole of their hearts. That say, Jesus, take it. My, my life belongs to you. Jesus, show yourself strong to them. Reveal yourself to them. Manifest your power in their lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, faithful Father. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. I want to tell everyone, every of my listeners today, my friends, that happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter in advance. The Lord bless you and keep you in the name of Jesus Christ. By, by the grace of God, if Jesus tarries, we will meet here next this Saturday to hear what he has for us. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you this day. We give you praise. Lord, we adore your name. We lift your name high above all names. You are the all in all in our lives. You are the reason why we are still living till today. You are the everything to us. We hide and we, we dwell in your secret place. 
because we know that dwelling in your secret place will make us to abide under your shadow. We want to thank you for your word that is coming afresh to us today. We want to thank you because we want to open our eyes to see the efficacy of your shadow. You want us to know the potency of your shadow that when we decide to dwell in your secret place, automatically you will put us under your shadow. That nothing, nothing will shake us. You will secure us that nobody can harm us. We want to thank you for this great privilege and we give all the praise to you in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we ask of you today that you will speak to us afresh. Lord, speak to us afresh. Open our eyes to see the hidden treasure of your word. Let your word do us good. Let your word bless our lives. Let your word transform us in the name of Jesus. And let your name alone be glorified. Thank you, faithful Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Friends, the God has come to speak to you once again today on the topic that says the efficacy of God's shadow. The efficacy of God's shadow. Some chapter, some chapter 91 verse 1 says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Whosoever, whosoever that dwells in the secret place of the Most High, we shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. NIV version says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. When you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, when you dwell in the shelter of the Most High, God himself will put you under his shadow. He himself will give you rest in his shadow. When you are under the shadow of God, nothing will shake you. You cannot be under God or under his shadow and not something, anything wants to pull you out. That is why God is speaking to you or speaking to somebody today. Tarry in the secret place of the Most High. Do not allow anything to shake you out of his secret place. In as much as you Tarry, you tabernacle, you dwell in the sacred place of the Most High. Nothing will pull you out. The only way in which you can be accessible by the evil ones, it is when you leave the secret place of the Most High. That's the reason why 
devil or Satan is trying all his best to pull the children of God out of a secret place. That's the reason why Satan is always allowing us to be too busy to stay in the sacred place of the Most High. But if you can get this right today, to dwell in the sacred place of the Most High God, I tell you, no evil will befall you. In Psalm chapter 91, verse, one, verse 2, the Bible says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. When you are under the shadow of the Almighty, God himself will be your refuge. He will protect you. He will be your fortress. He will, he will build his edge around you. Nothing can touch you. No wonder Satan, when he went to God, he said, why will Job not serve you? Why will Job not love you when you have put your edge around him? You have seen that Satan cannot remove that edge without God's permission. Until when God gave him permission that he was able to do such. So when you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, he puts his edge around you. He surrounds you with his fire. That no evil no power of darkness will be able to overcome you. When you dwell in the sacred place of the Most High, when you, ab you will abide under the shadow, and another efficacy of the shadow of God is that He will surely save you. He will save you from the, from the foulest name and the deadly pestilence. Everyone that is trying to pull to, to, to put this trap or set his trap for you, they will not be able to overcome you. Instead, instead of you falling into the trap, they will be the one that will fall into his daring. These are the efficacy of the shadow of the Almighty. When you are you are dwelling under the secret place of the most high, another efficacy of his shadow is that. He himself will cover you with his feathers. When you see, when you see a man or, a, or someone that dwells in the secret place of the Most High God, God himself will be the one that will cover such person with his feathers. You will dwell under his wings. And nothing will be able to pull you out from it. You are covered. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day. The truth of the, the matter is that there is always terror of night. There's what we also call arrow which flies by day. But when you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, Another efficacy of his, of his shadow is that you will not fear any terror, whether the one that comes by night or by come, or come by day. God himself will shield you, that none of them will come near your dwelling place. You will not dwell in darkness. Darkness will not be able to overcome you. Another efficacy of the shadow of the Almighty is that 
even when you are seeing the thousand falling by your side, seeing the ten thousand at your right hand, none of them will come near you. You will always you be seeing fall around, but you yourself will not fall. How will you be under the shadow of Almighty and you will fall? It is not possible. When you dwell in this in the sacred place of the Most High, another efficacy of His shadow is that you will keep on observing all these the the the, 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 the wicked people. You will keep on observing them. And you will see the punishment. God Himself will punish the wicked for you. No matter how they keep trying you, they will keep failing. When you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, when God <laughs> deals with your enemies, you yourself, you will pity them. In fact, if possible, you can even tell God the Lord, this is too much for this enemy. And that is what happens when you are under the shadow of the Almighty God. If you make God your secret place, the, the, another efficacy of, of God's shadow is that no arm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. No arm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. I, I pray somebody somewhere today, no matter it way, the enemy is plotting evil against you. It will not come to pass in your life in Jesus' name. All of their plots will come to naught in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Another efficacy of God's shadow is that he himself will command his angels concerning you. He gives commandment to the angels. You become their responsibility. They are responsible to you. And they will guide you in all your ways. If anything happens to you that is not of God, God himself will deal with the angels because of you. So because of this, God has instructed them and commanded them. They will do all things to keep you in as much as you are under his shadow. It is only when you pull out of his shadow or you pull out of his presence of, of the secret place of the Most High that you are not responsible to them again. But in as much as you are under the shadow of the Almighty God, it brings a command to, the, to angels to guide you in all your ways. They themselves will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Another efficacy of, the, of, of, of God's shadow is that you, even when you tread upon lions and cobra, you, even when you, you tread upon great lions and serpents, none of them will hurt you. You will tread upon them, you will trample them under your feet, and none will hurt you. Why do you have the power to do such thing? Because you are under the shadow of the Almighty God. Anyone that tries to trample or to tread upon lions, great lions, and also serpents, without being under the shadow of the Almighty, is putting his life in danger. 
So it takes you to dwell in the secret place of the Most High for you to trample upon serpent and great lion. That is what the secret place of the Lord commands. Another efficacy of the of the God's shadow is that you will call upon him anytime and he will answer you. You are in the secret place of the Most High. Call upon him. Easily he will hear you. When you are very close to someone and you call upon the you call that person, it is very easy for the person to hear you. But when you are far away from the person and you are calling, it takes great effort for that such person to hear you. The same thing applies to God. When you are very close to him, when you speak, easily he will hear you because you are under his shadow. So when you call upon God, he will hear you and he will answer you. Even when, but even when there is trouble that comes at the form of testing of your faith, God himself will be, will be so close to you to deliver you. Deliverance is your portion. Even when the test of faith comes in form of trouble to you, God himself will deliver you because you are dwelling under his shadow. He will deliver you. And the reason why he wants to deliver you is because he wants to honor you. He wants everyone that surrounds you to know that you are serving a living God that will never fail. Another efficacy of, this, of, the, of God's shadow is that he himself will satisfy you with long life. Satisfaction will come to you with long life and he will reveal his salvation to you. Except you dwell in the secret place of the Most High God, there is no revelation of God's salvation. You can just be saying someone is saved, someone is saved, but except God reveals and shows to you his salvation, you cannot be saved. So if you are not dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, God himself will reveal his own salvation to you and your life will be saved. There are several benefits or the efficacy of God's shadow. The reason why God is coming to speak to you today, friends, is for you to set your life very well. Do not allow distraction to take you out of God's shadow. Anything that you, you need to do, whatever thing that will cost you to dwell in God's secret place, please do. Do not allow anything to take you out of God's secret place. This is the way, this is the time tricks from the pit of hell. God, Satan, we always want to pull God's children out of a secret place because he knows when he achieves this, he has, take, he has taken over their lives. Friends, do not forget the message today. Do not be quick to forget it, that you must dwell in the secret place of the Most High. When you dwell in the secret place, the place of the Most High, you will always be under his shadow and nothing will touch you. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you today. Whatsoever thing that is distracting you from being in God's, God's secret place, the Lord will take away such thing in Jesus' name. And the Lord Almighty will give you the grace to run back to his secret place. And he himself we put you or hide you under his shadow forever in the name of Jesus Christ. So shall it be 
in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. By the grace of God, if Jesus tarries, we will meet again next week to hear what God has for us. God bless you. I pray for you the new week that we're about to take tomorrow. The Lord will speak to you. You will know God like never before. The Lord will hide you in a secret place. You will be under his shadow in the name of Jesus. No evil will befall you. In the name of Jesus, anyone that is plotting evil against you, they will go in your stead. In the name of Jesus, the Lord will be with you. The Lord will guide you. The Lord will be your shield. Enemies will not rejoice over you. Whoever that is gathering together against you, they will fall for your sake. In the name of Jesus, and the name of God shall be glorified. In Jesus' wonderful name, we have prayed. Amen. God bless you. Heavenly Father, we thank you this day. We give you praise. Lord, we adore your name. We lift your name high above all names. You are the all in all in our lives. You are the reason why we are still living till today. You are the everything to us. We hide and we, we dwell in your secret place because we know that dwelling in your secret place will make us to abide under your shadow. We want to thank you for your word that is coming afresh to us today. We want to thank you because we want to open our eyes to see the efficacy of your shadow. You want us to know the potency of your shadow. That when we decide to dwell in your secret place, automatically you will put us under your shadow. That nothing, nothing will shake us. You will secure us that nobody can harm us. We want to thank you for this great privilege and we give all the praise to you in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we ask of you today that you will speak to us afresh. Lord, speak to us afresh. Open our eyes to see the hidden treasure of your word. Let your word do us good. Let your word bless our lives. Let your word transform us in the name of Jesus. And let your name alone be glorified. Thank you, faithful Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Friends, the God has come to speak to you once again today on the topic that says the efficacy of God's shadow. The efficacy of God's shadow. Psalms chapter, Psalm chapter 91 verse 1 says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Whosoever, whosoever that dwells in the secret place of the Most High, 
the we shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. NIV version says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. When you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, when you dwell in the shelter of the Most High, God himself will put you under his shadow. He himself will give you rest in his shadow. When you are under the shadow of God, nothing will shake you. You cannot be under God or under his shadow and not something anything wants to pull you out. That is why God is speaking to you or speaking to somebody today. Tarry in the secret place of the Most High. Do not allow anything to shake you out of his secret place. In as much as you tarry, you tabernacle, you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, nothing will pull you out. The only way in which you can be accessible by the evil ones, it is when you leave the secret place of the Most High. That reason why devil or Satan is trying all his best to pull the children of God out of his secret place. That the reason why Satan is always allowing us to be too busy to stay in the secret place of the Most High. But if you can get this right today, to dwell in the secret place of the Most High God, I tell you, no evil will befall you. In Psalm chapter 91, verse 1, verse 2, the Bible says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. When you are under the shadow of the Almighty, God Himself will be your refuge. He will protect you. He will be your fortress. He will, he will build this edge around you. Nothing can touch you. No wonder Satan, when he went to God, he said, why will Job not serve you? Why will Job not love you? When you have put your edge around him, you have seen that Satan cannot remove that edge without God's permission. Until when God gave him permission that he was able to do such. So when you dwell in the sacred place of the Most High, He puts His edge around you. He surrounds you with His fire. That no evil, no power of darkness will be able to overcome you. When you dwell in the sacred place of the Most High, when you, ab you will abide under the shadow, and another efficacy of the shadow of God is that he will surely save you. He will save you from the, from the foulest name and the deadly pestilence. Everyone that is trying to, pull, to, to, to put this trap or set his trap for you, they will not be able to overcome you. 
instead instead of you falling into the trap they would be the one that will fall into he daring these are the efficacy of the shadow of the almighty when you are you are dwelling under the secret place of the most high another efficacy of his shadow is that he himself will cover you with his feathers when you see when you see a man or, a, or someone that dwells in the secret place of the most high god god himself will be the one that will cover such person with his feathers you will dwell under his wings and nothing will be able to pull you out from it you are covered you will not fear the terror of night not the arrow that flies by day the truth of the, the matter is that there is always terror of nights there's what we also call arrow which flies by day but when you dwell in the secret place of the most high another efficacy of his of his shadow is that you will not fear any terror whether the one that come by night or by come, or come by day God himself will shield you that none of them will come near your dwelling place. You will not dwell in darkness. Darkness will not be able to overcome you. Another efficacy of the shadow of the Almighty is that even when you are seeing the thousand falling by your side, seeing the ten thousand at your right hand, none of them will come near you. You will always you be seen fall around, but you yourself will not fall. How will you be under the shadow of Almighty and you will fall? It is not possible. When you dwell in this in the sacred place of the Most High, another efficacy of His shadow is that you will keep on observing all these the the the, 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 the wicked people. You will keep on observing them. And you will see the their punishment. God Himself will punish the wicked for you. No matter how they keep trying you, they will keep failing. When you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, when God <laughs> deals with your enemies, you yourself you will pity them. In fact, if possible, you can even tell God, the Lord, this is too much for this enemy. And that is what happens when you are under the shadow of the Almighty God. If you make God your secret place, the, the, another efficacy of, of God's shadow is that no arm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. No arm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. I, I pray somebody somewhere today, no matter it way, the enemy is plotting evil against you. It will not come to pass in your life in Jesus' name. All of their plots will come to naught in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Another efficacy of God's shadow is that he himself will command his angels concerning you. He gives commandment to the angels. You become their responsibility. They are responsible to you. 
and they will guide you in all your ways. If anything happens to you that is not of God, God himself will deal with the angels because of you. So because of this, God has instructed them and commanded them. They will do all things to keep you in as much as you are under his shadow. It is only when you pull out of his shadow or you pull out of his presence or of the secret place of the Most High that you are not responsible to them again. But in as much as you are under the shadow of the Almighty God, it brings a command to the to angels to guide you in all your ways. They themselves will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Another efficacy of, the, of, of, of God's shadow is that you, even when you tread upon lions and cobra, you, even when you, you tread upon great lions and serpents, none of them will hurt you. You will tread, tread upon them, you will trample them under your feet, and none will hurt you. Why do you have the power to do such things? because you are under the shadow of the almighty god anyone that tries to trample or to tread upon lions great lions and also serpents without being under the shadow of the almighty is putting his life in danger so it takes you to dwell in the secret place of the most high for you to trample upon serpent and great lion that is what the secret place of the lord commands Another efficacy of the of the God's shadow is that you will call upon him anytime and he will answer you. You are in the secret place of Ramustai. Call upon him. Easily he will hear you. When you are very close to someone and you call upon the you call that person, it is very easy for the person to hear you. But when you are far away from the person and you are calling, it takes great effort for that such person to hear you. The same thing applies to God. When you are very close to him, when you speak, easily he will hear you because you are under his shadow. So when you call upon God, he will hear you and he will answer you. Even when, even when there is trouble, that comes at the form of testing of your faith. God himself will be, will be so close to you to deliver you. Deliverance is your portion. Even when the test of faith comes in form of trouble to you, God himself will deliver you because you are dwelling under his shadow. He will deliver you. And the reason why he wants to deliver you is because he wants to honor you. He wants everyone that surrounds you to know that you are serving a living God that will never fail. Another efficacy of, this, of, the, of God's shadow is that he himself will satisfy you with long life. Satisfaction will come to you with long life and he will reveal his salvation to you. Except you dwell in the secret place of the Most High God, there is no revelation of God's salvation. You can just be saying someone is saved, someone is saved, but except God reveals and shows to you his salvation, you cannot be saved. 
So if you are not dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, God himself will reveal his own salvation to you and your life will be saved. There are several benefits or the efficacy of God's shadow. The reason why God is coming to speak to you today, friends, is for you to set your life very well. Do not allow distraction to take you out of God's shadow. Anything that you, you need to do, whatever thing that will cost you to dwell in God's secret place, please do. Do not allow anything to take you out of God's secret place. This is the way, this is the time tricks from the pit of hell. God, Satan, we always want to pull God's children out of his secret place because he knows when he achieves this, he has, take, he has taken over their lives. Friends, do not forget the message today. Do not be quick to forget it, that you must dwell in the secret place of the Most High. When you dwell in the secret place, the place of the Most High, you will always be under his shadow and nothing will touch you in the name of jesus i pray for you today whatsoever thing that is distracting you from being in god's prayer god's secret place the lord will take away such thing in jesus name and the lord almighty will give you the grace to run back to his secret place and he himself we put you or hide you under his shadow forever in the name of jesus christ so shall it be in the name of the father in the name of the son and in the name of the holy ghost in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen by the grace of god if jesus tarries we will meet again next week to hear what god has for us god bless you I pray for you the new week that we're about to take tomorrow. The Lord will speak to you. You will know God like never before. The Lord will hide you in a secret place. You will be under his shadow. In the name of Jesus, no evil will befall you. In the name of Jesus, anyone that is plotting evil against you, they will go in your stead. In the name of Jesus, the Lord will be with you. The Lord will guide you. The Lord will be your shield. Enemies will not rejoice over you. Whoever that is gathering together against you, they will fall for your sake. In the name of Jesus, and the name of God shall be glorified. In Jesus' wonderful name, we have prayed. Amen. God bless you. Our loving Father, we thank you today and we give you praise we want to thank you for the grace and the privilege given unto us today to be blessed by you we want to thank you for the way you have distinguished us for your high favor today we thank you for your word that is coming especially to us because you want to highly favor us we give all the praise and exalt you today in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we ask of you today that you speak to us in a language that we understand you. Lord, we ask of you that you will not speak to us in parables, but Lord, you will speak to us in the language, in the simplicity of your word, that we will be able to understand you clearly of what you want to speak to us today in Jesus' name. 
And Lord, we ask of you that our lives shall be blessed. Of the truth, you will make us to be highly favored, favored with God and favored with man. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, so shall it be. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Good day, friends. God himself is said to bless your life also today through his word. The theme for today is you are highly favored. And I want you to say it personally to yourself that I am highly favored. I am highly favored by God. God has distinguished me among majority to highly favor me. Declare to your life, I am highly favored. Anywhere I go, favor of God will locate me. I favor of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. The text for today is taken from Luke chapter 20, chapter 1, verse 26 through 38. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 38. It's the story about a woman that God highly favored, Mary. He was highly, she was highly favored. In the Bible, she was the only one that God himself declared and said, you are highly favored. All men receive favor from God, but her own is exceptional. God himself called her own favor, I favor, I favor. The memory verse is taken from Luke chapter 1 verse 28. Bible says, and the angel came in, in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. The Lord distinguished Mary to be highly favored. Favor or high favor of God is God's choice. It is not what you in yourself imposed on him. He himself will choose to favor you. He looks at, he might look at a lot of things that you have done to be able to favor you. But the choice, the ultimate choice comes from God. God decides or chooses to favor or to do good to someone. And I want to tell you also that the favor, high favor of God comes in the fulfillment of his own mandate. When God wants to highly favor a man, he looks at his own mandate, his own assignments, and he comes to look for who to commit that mandate into his hand. And whoever God searches land to put the assignment in his hand, the person is highly favored by God. So the God's favor comes through his own mandates. High favor of God comes through his own mandates. And there is no way that God will fulfill his own mandate in your life that your life also will not be honored. Till date, Mary is honored among all women.
But she fulfilled the mandate and the assignment of God first, and she became honored among men. I pray God will give you understanding of this word today in Jesus' name. Quickly, because of our time, I want us to quickly see the signs of high favor from God. Number one, divine interruption. Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 says, This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But because they came to get before they came together, rather, she was found to be with child through Holy Spirit. Divine interruption. When God wants to highly favor a man, he comes to interrupt what you are doing at that time. He comes to interrupt what seems like like joy to you. It comes to interrupt what seems like pleasure to you. The pleasure for Mary at this point in time is that she wanted to get married to Joseph. That was a desire. That was a, a, a desire, a joyful desire. But the Bible says God came and, he, and God came and interrupted that plan for him to fulfill the purpose of God in her life. So divine favor or high favor of, from God comes through divine interruption. So I do not know someone listening to me today that you have a particular plan and it seems so good. Everything is set, but it's as if you are struggling to fulfill such. It might be as a result of divine interruption. God might want to highly favor you. That is why it seems as if you are going through what you are going through today. But one thing is that if you check it very well and you know that your life is at peace with God, relax. God divine intervention or inter interruption towards that case is to favor you. The second sign of high favor of God is you might lose relationship. The relationship that you think is for your own good, it might be, it might come in form of jilts, somebody that you are looking up to, to get married to might decide that I'm no more interested in you. What I want is no more in you. It can come in several ways. It might come through maybe the loss of job, it can come through loss of friendship. It is because God wants to highly favor you. That is why it comes that way. Let's see Matthew chapter one, verse 19. The Bible says, because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace. The Bible says that what did, what did you do? When he did not want to expose her to public disgrace, the Bible says that uh, Joseph, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, the Bible says, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. You will have seen that Mary was almost losing this relationship. He was almost losing this courtship because God wanted to highly favor her. But eventually, because... 
This is the plan of God. And this plan of God needs to be achieved with Joseph and Mary. God spoke to Joseph in a dream. And he embraced this, this vision, this mandate of God till the latter. He even took it up more than the way Mary did. So if there's any relationship you are lost, are lost at this point in time, it is because God wants to highly favor you. If God does not want, if God if is not high favor of God, that person that you feel that you have a relationship with will have come back to you. So if the person did not come back to you and your way is pleasing unto God, take it by like that, that God wants to favor you. If your way is pleasing to the Lord, you cannot be, you cannot be ill-favored. It is not possible. So when you lose a relationship and your life or your life is at peace with God, relax. It is God's high favor. It is a way in which God himself wants to highly favor you. Another signs of God's high favor is God will command, can command a destiny helper to you. This destiny helper will stay by you as a burden bearer. If everybody is leaving you, he will stay by and say, I will stay until I have fulfilled the purpose of God. God said to Elijah, I have commanded the widow of Seraphat to feed you, burden bearers. God will command a destiny helper that will stay by you. That's a burden bearer. Everybody might leave you, but he will never leave you. And that is exactly what happened to Mary. Joseph stood by her, even in time of trouble. Even when everybody was saying, are you okay? Look at your life. You saw a woman who was getting married to, and eventually she, she was with a child, and you said you still wanted to take, take her home. She He did not look at every distraction from men. He focused on what God has said because God himself commanded him to be a destined helper to Mary. Another sign of God's high favor is that it might come in form of trouble in disguise. God's high favor might come in form of trouble in disguise. In Luke chapter 129, verse 29, Bible says, And when she saw him, when Mary saw the, he saw in the angel, the Bible says she was troubled at the saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this be. The angel came to her and said, you are highly favored. And the Bible says he looked at the, 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 the he was cast in her mind and he was wondering what kind of salutation is this? He was troubled. And of the truth, the trouble came because people with, it's coming in form of shame it came in, like people will see him, see her, how will you say you're pregnant when you're about to get married? It was a shameful thing, but it was a trouble thing, but God wanted to favor her. So it came in such way. So at times when you are going through some things that looks like trouble, God is bringing such thing your way in order for you to be highly favored. So don't look at every trouble that come your way as, the, as ill favor. Some of them are there to, for you to be highly favored by God. Another sign of God's highly favor is that it will surely contradict men verdicts. It will surely contradict men verdicts. It will surely contradict national, the natural phenomena 
whatever thing that people who have been saying, whether this is the way it used to be done and it needs to be done this way, it will contradict such. In Luke chapter 20, chapter 1, verse 1, verse 29, the Bible says, And when she saw him, she was troubled at the scene and casting her mind, what manner of salutation could this be? And the Bible says in this also that when this happened, every she said with her mouth and said, How can this be? Since I knew no man. Of a truth, it takes a woman to know a man before she can be conceived. But in her own case, it contradicts every form of natural, natural phenomenon that people could think that this is the way it ought to be done before this could be done. So if God wants to highly favor you, it might not go the way things have been. It will go in God's direction. It will go in God's verdict. And another one that we need to know how God, the signs of God's favor, is your faith in God. How faithful are you to God when he speaks his word? Even when the word seems as if it is not going to come true, you still stay by it and say, God said it, and he will do it. In Luke chapter 1 verse 38, Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Be it unto me according to thy word. What has God spoken to you? What has God said to you? Hold tightly unto those words. Tell it to God, the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. Be unto me according to what you have spoken concerning my life. Faith in God brings eye favor to your side. So I wanted to tell you also, what are the tips in which you can be highly favored? Love God with the whole of your heart. Fear God. When others are saying they are not going this way to fear God, tell it to yourself, I will fear God and love God. Love God with the whole of your heart. Don't just, don't compete with this at all. Focus on God, love him with the whole of your heart and fear him. Have a godly association. The friends you have today will determine how high favor you will receive from God. When you have bad company, they can give you an advice that can take you out of the will of God for your life. Beware of your association. God's presence. Never allow anything to take away the presence of God from you. Make sure that you are always in God's presence. Never allow the presence of God to be taken away from you. Have the God's presence in you, and you will be highly favored. Serve God with the whole of your heart. Do not allow someone to compel you before you can serve God. Do not allow you to be preached to before you can serve God. Serve the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. And God, at the appointed time, he will search around the whole world to look for who to favor, and he will connect you in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for somebody today, you shall be highly favored. The Lord will orchestrate you to a path in which you will be highly favored. Even though the favor of God at this point in time seems like trouble to you, in the end, you shall rejoice in the Lord. 
in the name of Jesus. And everyone will call you blessed of the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. So shall it be in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. We want to thank God for the grace and the privilege God has given us to us to be the partaker of today's message. By the grace of God, if Jesus tarries, we will meet also next week to hear what God has for us. God bless you, and I pray your week is blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to lift up your voices onto your maker and give him all the praise. I want you to exalt him for whom he is. I want you to reference his, his name. I want you to exalt him, lift him high above all names. He's worthy to be praised, he's worthy to be exalted, he's worthy to be glorified. He is the reason why you are alive today, he's the reason why you are living. If you are in Christ, is the reason why you are still in Him. If you take Him from your life, you are nothing. Give Him praise. Without God, you can do nothing. Exalt the name of God that has made you to be what you are today. Give Him praise. Lift Him high above all names. Worship Him from the depth of your heart. Exalt the name of God. Magnify His name. Reference him from for whom he is. He is the reason why you are hearing what you are hearing today. He is the reason for everything that you have been doing. Give him praise. Worship him. The power given unto you, he gives it. He give it power. He give it power. Give him praise. Worship him. Exalt him. There is no power anywhere. There is no power. It has that no matter where you see the power, the power of God is the, is the ultimate. Give him praise. Worship him. Worship him. It's not by power, it's not by might, but by the Spirit of God. Give him praise. It's only in his power. No matter how you see there's a power on might somewhere, it amounts to nothing without God. Give him all the glory. Worship him in the beauty of his holiness. Adore him. Lift him high, reference him, magnify his name. Thank you, faithful Lord. In Jesus' name, we have given thanks. In Jesus' name, we have given praise. Our Father, we thank you this day. We give you praise. We exalt you for whom you are. We know you are holy and holy in our lives. Thank you for your word that you are speaking to us or you want to speak to us today. We thank you because you will do wonders in our lives through your word today. And the name of God shall be glorified. Lord, we ask of you, speak to us in a new dimension. Open our eyes to understand clearly or to see clearly ourselves in the mirror of your word. In the name of Jesus, open our hearts to receive from you. Open our ears to hear you. Open our eyes to see you clearly and let your name alone be glorified. Thank you, faithful Father. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Amen. God wants to speak to all of us today on the topic that says, Don't be ignorant of the devices of the devil.
or don't be, don't be ignorant of the of devil's devices he has several means satan has several means se- several devices he uses to get at god's children he comes in different ways and dimension his motive is to get at god's children so when you are a child of god do not be ignorant of satan's devices he comes in different ways to get at god's children if it came if he achieved going to jesus to tempt jesus three times your own also is not an exceptional jesus was full of holy ghost he was returning from jordan and the bible says he was tempted for 40 good days satan kept coming to him tempting him using different devices to get at jesus but thank god that jesus is not ignorant of his devices as he was coming with each device Satan or Jesus also was ready for him to counter it with the word of God. So do not be ignorant of the devices of Satan. The Bible says he came. When did Satan come to Jesus? He came to Jesus when he knew Jesus was hungry. After 40 days fasting, and the Bible says during those days, Jesus ate nothing. And from there, the Bible says when the fasting ended, now he needed food. The Bible says he was hungry and Satan came unto him. And when he came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, how will someone that God himself has declared as a son? The Bible says, he said, this is my beloved son. God himself said it about him. This is my beloved son. Hear him. Now, Satan is coming to ask Jesus again, if thou be the son of God. What a contradictory uh, uh, word from Satan. Maybe you are also there. You are a child of God. But Satan kept coming to you to, to tell you to prove whom you are as a child of God. You don't need to prove to Satan that you are a child of God. He himself is aware. If truly you are, you are a genuine child of God, he, he knows. You don't need anything that will make you to prove it to him. He came to Jesus and he wanted Jesus to prove the same way. If you are, if you comes like this, it's one of his devices to get at you. Satan will not come to you to tell you what you don't know. He knew that Jesus loved God. He was aware that Jesus is the son of God, but he was coming with his device. That is the number one device coming from that Satan used against the children of God. If you are this, why don't you try this? If you are a pastor, why don't you do this? If you are a child of God, why don't you apply this? If you say you know Jesus, why don't you do this? If you say you know Jesus, why are you going through these problems? If you say you are you are you have been following Jesus, why is this problem still still existing in your life? If you do this and that, he comes with different or diverse of the diverse devices to use against the child of God. And he did not end here, he had a motive. 
he told Jesus, if you are a child of God, or if you are a son of God, command this stone that he be made bread. He, he used a word to contradict what God said. He said, if you are, God said, you are. this is my beloved son, and it's coming if you are. What is the motive? Command this stone that it be made bread. That was his device. He wanted Jesus to command stone to be made bread. You don't need to command for Satan to approve you. You are not serving Satan. You are serving God. You don't need to command miracles in order for Satan to get an approval. Your approval is for God. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly divide, divide the word of, of truth. The word of God. If you want, you don't need to get any approval from, from Satan. Your approval is come from God. Jesus, Satan told Jesus, turn this stone to be made bread. If Satan, if Jesus has turned the stone to bread, the next thing that Satan will have told him is that eat this bread. You know you have been fasting and you are very hungry and he will have gotten, got at Jesus. But thank God Jesus had the right word to counter what Satan said. Do not be ignorant of the devices of the devil. Jesus said unto him, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Friends, you cannot just live your life on this earth by bread alone. Bread alone will not make you to be whom you are in this world. You must live by every word of God. If you don't want Satan to get at true at you through his devices, you will need to have the word of God in you. Live by the word of God daily. It is not about just meditating. It's not about just reading the word of God. It's not about just knowing the word of God. That when you stand, you keep on quoting the word. It is because Satan does not fear you quoting the word. He does not fear you when you say you have the amount of you have all you have read the Bible from A to Z. What he fears, what makes him tremble, is the, the right application of the word of God that is in you. How do you around to have, how do you apply the right the right word that you have you have in you? So when you're able to apply it correctly, you will be able to overcome his devices. And the Bible says that when he failed the first test, he went again for the second test, and he said, and the devil said, and uh, came to Jesus and took him up into a, an high mountain. And showed him all unto him, unto him all the kingdoms of the world. He showed him up in a what? In a moment of time, in a movement, like a second. He says, "See," and that is how Satan has been coming to several people, showing you the kingdoms of this world. And a lot of people are fell, they are falling victim of this. They thought that that was the end of the world, and today they are no more to be found. They have gone astray, friends. Except you are not ignorant of the devices of the devil, the, the Satan himself will take advantage of you. When you are not ignorant of his, when you are, when you are not ignorant of the device of the devil, you will you'll be able to overcome Satan. But immediately you are ignorant of the device of the enemy or the devil, 
he will surely take advantage of you. Satan came to take advantage of Jesus. But he, because Jesus knew his thoughts, Jesus knew his devices, Jesus knew how he could come and he countered it with the right application of the word of God. The Bible, the Bible says Satan took him on, into an high mountain, showed him all the kingdom of the world in the moment of time. And the devil said unto Jesus, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomever I will give it to. Of a truth, he might have power, but his power will never supersede the power of God. All power belongs to Jesus. All power belongs to God. No power that Satan has that, that, is, that does not belong to God. Everything belongs to God. So now when Satan is coming with his device, telling Jesus that I will give you power. God has given Jesus himself power and glory. He's coming again with another device, another lie from, the, from him that I will give you all this power. What do you just need to worship me? And all, and all shall be dying. It looks so simple at this point in time to worship Satan. Shall we just worship? And that is how people have been doing that. But I wanted to tell you today, it is more than just worshiping Satan. It, it, is, it is with a great cost. Worshiping Satan will come with a great cost that will cost your life if you don't repent. He came to Jesus. Jesus told him, get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and in him only shalt thou serve. Immediately Satan gets at you that you are worshipping him. He has gotten you, and he, has, he will take advantage of, or advantage of you anytime. When you know that he has, this, you are, you have, he has got you, or he has gotten you by worshipping him in any form, you worship money, you worship power, you worship authority, you worship different king things in the kingdom of the world, Immediately, he sees your heart that you are worshipping something. He has gotten at you. Except you cry out today that God deliver you from all his devices and come back to God. The next thing that Satan came to Jesus, he told him, Now, you have failed the first one. You did not turn stone to bread. You have failed the second one by worshipping me. Now, he came with the third one, another device, and he said, I wanted to, he took him to Jerusalem and set him on a, in a pinnacle of the temple. He told him, if thou be son of God, he came, he came again with another word, cast thyself down from ends. I wanted to see the way Satan came with different devices. Your own device might not come the way Jesus' own came. He might look at your life, look at what you love. Satan will not come to you to tempt you on what you don't love. Even when you love God, be expectant because Satan will come to tempt you through the love you have for God. Look at Daniel. The Bible says they looked around, they, they, they were looking for how to get at Daniel. They looked for everything. He was, he was not, he was, he, he was uh, they weren't able to get anything, get, get at him. The Bible says they used the God, the name of the God he was calling against him. They said, We know, even though. You are no the way the accuses all the things you have, we are we are able to get at you, but we know when we use the name of your God against you, we will get at you. And they said they gave the, the king and said, hey, whoever that did not call upon your name, calling another name, will be done. We'll be, we'll be thrown into the lion's den. Daniel still went, prayed the same way that he used to pray, and they got at him. 
So friends, devices of Satan will come in different ways. If he knows that you love something, he wants to use it against you. But if you have the correct or the right application of the word of God in you, not about just reading because you want to go and preach the gospel, not that because you are reading before people, because you want people to know that you have the word in you, but you are studying the word of God and you are applying it rightly, you will be able to what? To overcome all his devices. Satan came the third time and told Jesus, don't worry, just cast yourself down. But for it is written, he will take his angel, it is written that he shall give his angel charge over thee to keep thee of a truth. God will keep all his own. Nothing will happen to all his own. But Satan does not need to come and tell us what God said. You cannot just come and tell you God said this and you believe it. When it comes with the word of God, it comes because it's coming to use the devices in order to take advantage of you. So don't believe the word of God that is coming through Satan. The only belief that you can have in the word of God is the one God himself said to you. That reason why you need to cultivate a good relationship with God. Cultivate an habit of having a good relationship with God. So that even when Satan comes with his own, you're able to de- de- differentiate between the voice of God and the voice of Satan. Because I tell you, Satan speaks and God also speaks. It takes someone that is always with God or someone that knows God to differentiate between the voice of Satan and the voice of God. So now saying that Satan will not speak, he speaks. That is why he came to Jesus and he spoke to Jesus too. He came to God and spoke to God too. He said, if the man will do both, not serve you, when you have put your head around him, that means he communicates with God too but with the hope of destroying his children. He came to communicate with Jesus too. So he can come to communicate with you, but the ability to understand the voice of God from the voice of Satan will do you good. And this can be done by the word of God that you are rightly applying. Not about just reading the word of God. Not about just preaching the word of God. It's about knowing the word of God and knowing how to apply it correctly. I pray the Lord will give you understanding in Jesus' name. Satan came to Jesus and said, God has said, and it is written, that he shall keep, give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee. And in their hands, in the hands of the of angels, they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus is aware of this word of God. But Satan came to twist or to, pr- to flip the word of God. And he came to Jesus and Jesus told him, It is said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. If someone, if you are not, uh, someone, you, are not you have not conversed with the word of God, or you don't know how to apply the word of God correctly, Satan would have taken advantage of Jesus here. Say, of the truth, God said it. Let me jump down. But because he knew the devices of the enemy, he knew the devices of the state of Satan, he was able to overcome. And the last one we are going to look at today in verse, in verse 13 of Luke chapter 4. The Bible says, And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. Friends, this world is full of battle. When you overcome one temptation, don't just go and relax somewhere. God, Satan will still look for another means. He's coming with a greater one. So overcoming the temptation gives you pro- promotion. But at the same time, 
just be be at alert because he will come with another one. The Bible says Satan departed from Jesus for a season. It means he's still coming back. Friends, do not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. Satan will come a device, diverse ways to want to get at you. But I pray for you, he will not overcome you. Live your life correctly. Get closer to God. Hear what God is telling you part time. Do not be moved by what people tell you. Do not be moved by what you are hearing. Do not be moved by what people are saying. They can come in diverse ways. But I pray for you today, Satan will not get at you. In the name of Jesus, hold on the word of of God. Avoid every of his property. Come to the knowledge of the word of God. Give the totality of your life to him and live your life for God. Live your life by the word of God and not by bread alone. And I pray the Lord will help you in the name of Jesus. Satan will not overcome you. Every of his ways in which is coming, every of his devices, the Lord on himself will, will expose him. Any area the enemy is coming in different ways to get at you or to take advantage of you, the Lord God will expose him. In the name of Jesus, the Lord will shed his light upon your way. You will not dwell in darkness. Every darkness that's around you, the Lord will separate you from them permanently. Permanent separation from darkness in the name of Jesus. And you will live your life in God in the name of Jesus. Friends, do not forget today. Don't be ignorant of devils or Satan's devices. God bless you. And your day is blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen.